Foster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. I'm proud to announce the era of one-party Democrat rule in Washington is over. Republicans have won majority control of the U.S. House of Representatives. Florida Senator Rick Scott loses a bid to become U.S. Senate Minority Leader. Queens will play home to a professional soccer stadium. The U.S. Senate gives its stamp of approval to federal protections for same-sex marriage. Entertainer Jay Leno undergoes surgery for burns suffered in a freak accident where he houses his pricey car collection. Republicans have won a majority of seats in the House of Representatives, gaining control of Congress's lower chamber after four years of Democratic rule. The GOP won its 218th seat after the Associated Press projected Republican Mike Garcia would win re-election in California's 27th Congressional District. Also, NBC News called that 218th seat for Republicans about 6.30 last night, more than a week after Election Day. House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy on Tuesday. I'm proud to announce the era of one-party Democrat rule in Washington is over. We've got a close majority. We're going to have to work together. And we want to work with anyone that wants to make America stronger. The GOP will now be able to launch various investigations, which could potentially include looking into Hunter Biden, the January 6th committee, or aspects of the Biden administration. Current House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who will be without the leadership position when new members participate in the swearing-in ceremony in January of next year, plans to address her future plans tomorrow. Senate Republicans voted Wednesday to elect Senator Mitch McConnell, the Republican out of Kentucky, as their leader over National Republican Senatorial Committee Chair Rick Scott of Florida. Mr. McConnell now on track to become the longest-serving Senate Republican leader. A day before the vote, McConnell was confident it would be in his favor. I think the outcome is pretty clear. I want to repeat again. Uh, I have the votes. I will be elected. The only issue is whether we do it sooner or later. A majority of GOP senators voted to elect McConnell a leader at the minority leader after a motion backed by Texas Senator Ted Cruz and other conservatives to delay the leadership election till after the December 6th Georgia runoff failed. McConnell won the support of colleagues after he raised more than $200 million to help Republicans win back the Senate majority this election cycle. Two outside groups affiliated with McConnell. Senate Leadership Fund and One Nation spent $363 million on Senate races. Queens will play home to a professional soccer stadium. The New York City Football Club will be built in Willits Point, an industrial area of Queens. Officials say the New York City Football Club is paying an estimated $780 million to build the stadium. The project will also include a 250-room hotel and about 2,500 housing units. New York City Mayor Eric Adams announcing the plans on Wednesday. This plan would add over $6 billion to the city's economy over the next 30 years and Seaman Queen's reputation as a world-class sports destination. Soon, we will have New York City Football Club 
the Mets, City Field, and the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center located side by side. City officials believe the new stadium will make New York City a national soccer capital, laying the groundwork for the next chapter in club and Major League Soccer history. Same-sex marriage protections cleared an important hurdle in the U.S. Senate on Wednesday. Senators advancing the Respect for Marriage Act by a 62 to 37 vote with 12 Republicans joining Democrats in passage. The 60 vote threshold avoids a filibuster. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York. I hope that at minimum 10 Republicans will be ready to throw their support behind this sound common sense bill. Millions of people will be better off if we're able to work together on this important and highly personal issue. The measure still awaits a final vote in the U.S. Senate and then must return to the U.S. House of Representatives, which must clear it and then send it to President Biden for his signature. Last summer, 47 House Republicans joined Democrats to pass a version of the bill. The Respect for Marriage Act was prompted by concerns that a more conservative U.S. Supreme Court could reverse the 2015 decision that made it legal nationwide. Jay Leno has undergone surgery for his burn injuries and will undergo a second procedure later this week, according to his physician. Leno, an avid car collector, had been working underneath a vehicle Saturday when he was burned by a gasoline fire. A spark started that fire. His physician is Dr. Peter Grossman. He's treating the former Tonight Show host, and he spoke during Wednesday's press conference. Mr. Leno underwent uh, what's called a surgical excision and grafting uh, proceed uh, to his face, his chest, and his hands. Dr. Grossman says Leno suffered second and possibly third-degree burns. The U.S. and the Bahamas have discussed potentially extraditing former crypto billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried to the U.S. for questioning regarding the collapse of his company, FTX, that according to Fox Business, they confirmed that Wednesday, FTX collapsed from being a world-class crypto trading company to filing for bankruptcy last week. Bankman Fried resides in the Bahamas, where the company is also registered. The top Democratic donor is facing burgeoning calls for being investigated here in the United States. Schroeder's senior advisor, Ron Insana, spoke to CNBC about the FTX collapse. The whole thing is nonsense. There, there is no there there. These are fake tokens. This is fake currency. This is not real money. It's not backed by anything. And from what we're reading, if you read between the lines, there may in this case have been at least allegedly misappropriation of funds, rather sizable amounts of money, in fact, that just makes this another scandal, another scam in a long series of them that we've seen on Wall Street. U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown, the Democrat out of Ohio, has also called for Bankman Fried to testify before Congress. Brown has urged the secretary to more aggressively investigate crypto trading companies like FTX. Meanwhile, the family of Sam Bankman Fried has significant ties to the Democratic establishment in Washington, D.C. The FTX CEO's family, which consists of his parents, Joseph Bankman and Barbara Fried and brother Gabe Bankman Fried, have contributed hundreds of thousands of dollars to Democratic candidates and actively work with the left-wing organizations committed to supporting Democrats. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo Wednesday, a possible contender for the Republican nomination for president, said the GOP needs a leader who doesn't claim victimhood in an apparent jab at former President Trump, who repeatedly referred to himself as a victim during his Tuesday night speech announcing his run for president in 2024. 
In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Meanwhile, former President Trump's family doesn't appear to be all in over his announcement to run for the White House in 2024. 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports. In a statement to CNN, Ivanka says, I love my father very much. This time around, I am choosing to prioritize my young children and the private life we are creating as a family. I do not plan to be involved in politics. While I will always love and support my father going forward, I will do so outside the political arena. I am grateful to have had the honor of serving the American people, and I will always be proud of many of our administration's accomplishments. Ivanka did not attend Tuesday night's announcement. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News. We'll have more analysis on Trump's announcement, his third for the White House, with political analyst Hank Sheinkoff coming up at 550. Pennsylvania's Republican-led House impeached Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner on Wednesday. The impeachment further advances their efforts to remove him from office in response to the city's gun violence problem. Krasner in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, on October 21st said this. The select committee has repeatedly refused to hear from me, even though I am the target of its, quote, investigation, unquote. There is no integrity to this process. If there was... And I would join them and help them every step of the way. They would look at the entire state and they would look at some real solutions. The 107 to 85 vote was largely along party lines. Republican lawmakers have accused him of exacerbating Philadelphia's crime problem by implementing certain criminal justice reform policies and botching certain cases. The articles of impeachment accused Krasner of misbehavior in office and obstructing a legislative committee investigating his office. Nearly 48,000 researchers and student employees at all 10 University of California campuses are going on day three of their strike today in an effort to secure improved pay and working conditions. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz reports. UCLA grad student Aya Kanishi says every graduate student who wants to live in California should be able to. We simply are not paid enough anywhere across the whole University of California to be able to afford living here. This is the largest walkout in the history of U.S. education with no end in sight. UC officials have been in contract negotiations for months with the United Auto Workers, the union that represents postdoctoral scholars, academic researchers, student employees and graduate student researchers. Along with higher salaries and greater annual raises, the workers are demanding free public transit passes, improved child care benefits, and greater job security. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. All new Twitter CEO and sole director Elon Musk sent a company-wide email to remaining employees of the social media giant on Wednesday. The emails from Musk demand that workers commit to working long hours at high intensity or receive three months of severance if they do not consent to these conditions or support his vision for Twitter's 2.0, the company-wide ultimatum sent around midnight in San Francisco time, shared with CNBC, comes after Musk has already fired key Twitter executives, laid off half of Twitter's full-time employees, and slashed the number of contractors working with the company without notice. This week, he also fired veteran engineers at Twitter after they criticized him in public or in the company's internal black channels. Musk took over back on October 28th following his $44 billion deal. His blue Twitter verification requires a $7.99 a month subscription service, allowing people to pay for a blue check mark that looks like the mark previously reserved to show an account was 
verified or official. Musk said in that uh, Twitter email that companies that don't agree with his policies can basically look for the door. It's time for Justin Ellick with a look at sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. Just one local team in action yesterday across the board, and that was your New York Knicks, who stayed hot with their second straight win in Denver over the Nuggets by a score of 106 to 103. Julius Randle is feeling it on both ends of the court for New York, dropping a season-high 34 points to go with his four steals and 11 rebounds. Here was head coach Tom Thibodeau on his power forward, and the Knicks rattling off two straight wins on consecutive days. You know, we knew it would be a challenge coming in with the back-to-back, and I thought the way Julius started the game gave us confidence that we were going to play well, and then the way he finished it, his hustle, his defense was unbelievable. So, gutty win. A lot of guys stepped up and played well. We've got some guys that aren't feeling their best right now, but that's normal this time of the year. So, whoever gets out there, just get the job done. The Knicks get rewarded here with an off day today before heading out west to play the Golden State Warriors. Pay the Golden State Warriors, excuse me, a visit on Friday. As for the Nets, they'll take a shot at the Trailblazers. Important tonight that uh, tip off is set for 10 p.m. Eastern time. Also regarding the Nets, sources say Kyrie Irving could rejoin the team as soon as Sunday against the Memphis Grizzlies, as the All Star guard is nearing completion of the process needed to rejoin his teammates on the court. And more Major League Baseball hardware to give out as well as your 2022 Cy Young Award winners were announced yesterday. Houston Astros pitcher Justin Verlander won his third American. League Cy Young Award, joining a distinguished club with fewer than a dozen members throughout baseball history. He did so unanimously. And on the National League side of things, we had another unanimous winner in the Miami Marlins, Cindy Alcantara, who swept all 31st place votes to beat out Braves lefty Max Fried and Dodgers southpaw Julio Urias to become the first Cy Young Award winner in Marlins history. And it is Thursday, which means week 11 of the NFL season is set to kick off on Thursday Night Football. It'll be the Tennessee Titans in Green Bay take on the Packers at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. The Packers are three-point favorites. Here with the Early News Sports Update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Futures down slightly this morning. The Dow at 33,521, down 0.21%, down 71 points. The S&P's dropped six and a quarter points. The NASDAQ down three and a half. Gold at $1,767.10 an ounce. That is down $8.70. Crude oil at $85.13 a barrel this morning. That's down 48 cents. Hundreds of previously incarcerated inmates are filing lawsuits against the state of New York for allegedly failing to protect them while they were in prison. About 750 victims have come forward as survivors of sexual assault while they were in custody. Three survivors, including Mia Wheeler, were the first of the hundreds of women to come forward. The officer first befriended me, and after the sexual assaults occurred... Let me know in no short terms that we do share the same borough and that if I would tell that I would reap the repercussions. The victims were held at Bayview Correctional Facility, Rikers Island, Bedford Hills and other prisons across New York State. The lawsuit was brought under the Adult Survivors Act, which created a window for survivors to sue for civil damages regardless of the statute of limitations. Some of the sexual assaults, alleged sexual assaults, go back as far as the 1980s. The man accused of killing a teenager in New Jersey was sentenced to 15 years in prison as part of a plea agreement. Prosecutors say 21-year-old Johan Hernandez shot and killed 18-year-old Musa Fofana at a sports complex in June of 2021. Fofana's family left court without a sense of justice being served. They expressed sadness over the lack of accountability from Hernandez. 
victim's mom, Hawa Falfana. And when you asked him if he had anything to say to us, and he said he had nothing to say to us, he shoot a whole human being. And today is the sentencing day. And for him to look at us and tell us he had nothing to say to us, that means he's not sorry in the first place. Bofana, an 18-year-old junior at Columbia High School, was fatally shot at the Underhill Sports Complex in June of 2021. A grief-stricken mother is speaking out after her 21-year-old son was gunned down near a park in the Bronx. This happened on Sunday night. Over the weekend, 21-year-old Jaden Goodridge became the city's latest victim of gun violence. His mother... Jennifer Gay spoke to ABC7. Jaden's like the light, you know, like everyone could have a bad mood once Jaden gets there. The mood changes. Like he puts a smile on everyone's face. He's just a happy, happy kid, you know. Everyone who meets Jaden will tell you the same thing. Like he's just a great kid. Like he didn't deserve to die like that. Police in the 40th detective squad are still trying to understand if Goodridge or one of his friends was targeted or perhaps if they were the victim of mistaken identity. Officers said Goodridge had been walking with some friends at 149th Street and Jackson Avenue in the Mott Haven section of the Bronx when somebody on an e-bike shot in their direction. Goodridge was hit in his abdomen and he died the next day at a hospital. Goodridge had been walking with two friends, one of whom was grazed by a bullet but not seriously hurt. Police said they can find no reason why any of those three friends would have been targeted. Is someone purposely poisoning dogs in Upper Manhattan? 77 WABC's Gnome Laden reports. Dog owners in Washington Heights are watching their four-legged friends very closely after three dogs in the neighborhood ate rat poison and died. Ralph Edwards says he's not sure where his seven-month-old Rottweiler pup ate the poison, leading his kidneys to completely shut down. Me and my, my wife, we just made the choice to put it down. You know, when she was in so much pain, we could see it in her face. I was beside myself. All I did was cry and scream. The poisonings have all been reported in a stretch of Cabrini Boulevard in Washington Heights. So far, no one's sure who put that poison out. For early news, I'm Noam Layden. An investigation to the uh, death of a 26-year-old Queens woman originally from Ireland has gone global with the woman's family overseas offering up to a $35,000 reward for information in her case. This woman's name, Claire McKenna. She lived in Astoria. She was found unconscious and partially clothed, lying face down on the ground right near a bush at 94th Avenue and 214th Street in Queens Village on October 12th, according to the New York Post. A passerby who stumbled upon the woman's body called 911, and it wasn't immediately clear how long this woman's body had been there in that park. Now, according to this poster obtained by LMFM and other Irish media outlets, the McKenna family received a text from this woman the day before she died around 3.11 a.m. on Tuesday, October 11th. The message said help and that her phone battery was dying. The poster shared by Irish Media also says that video surveillance from Wednesday morning shows a man wearing a mask and dark clothes pushing McKenna's body on a rollerboard and reportedly dumping it in the bush at that park. The city medical examiner has yet to determine a cause of death of McKenna. A woman on Long Island is taking action after she says police threatened her inhumanely when they pulled her over with her nine-year-old son in her vehicle. 
Tivia Leith has filed a $30 million civil lawsuit against the Nassau County Police Department. She alleges racial profiling and discrimination against the single mother from Massapequa during this traffic stop on Sunrise Highway in Belmore last December. She spoke to ABC7. To see my son like that, as a mother, I know there's nothing I could do about it. And he's just crying and just looking at me. I didn't know what to do. I was just extremely fearful, to tell you the truth. She said that the stop ended with an arrest strip search and 10 hours in a detention center. She said she was released from state police custody without explanation. Wynn Resorts and Formula One are teaming up to offer a $1 million ticket package for next year's Las Vegas Grand Prix and related events. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has a story. For a million bucks, groups of six people will get all-access passes to events during the full November 2023 race weekend. Some of the VIP events are not open to the public. The package will also come with a four-night encore hotel stay featuring 24-hour butler service. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. More information on the WIN website. Well, if you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.